Previously on Evolve Radio podcast. This young woman didn't know she was pregnant. She goes for services. Someone told her about a doctor in some dingy small place. She decides to go. She was pregnant as a result of an uh, uh, abuse. Abuse was raped. Yeah. yeah. When she got to the place, they took her history. Mm-hmm. Usually, those places don't. It also happened that there was a lady who was talking to her, trying to take her history, and she was like, "Oh, this this is the first time." I think they did tests, and they're like, "No, you've been pregnant before." So the judgment, mm-hmm. you know, why are you why are you why are you having we having an abortion abortion. You, again, you, yeah. again, yeah. It happened that she had a miscarriage. She mm. did not know. Her parents took her to the hospital. She just thought she was bleeding because as a result of, again, assault that had happened over a year ago. So the whole time she did not know. Yeah. And this was actually a second pregnancy. So it was through that that it was found out. And part of her sexual identity came out. And the moment she disclosed, the receptionist said, sorry, we cannot work on people like you. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Evolve Radio Podcast. My name is Pastor Wa and uh, in today's episode we continue to dig into Pepe Julian Onjima's story. Uh, He's a trans man from uh, Kampala and uh, a humanist, a wonderful all-round person uh, and a human rights activist from there who's uh, really been walking us through uh, his own personal journey, what that has meant, being um, a member of the LGBTI community, having to come out, having to grapple with uh, being a person of faith. And uh, it's an absolutely compelling story. If you haven't listened to uh, the preceding um, episodes, I would really encourage you to do that so you can piece the story uh, and uh, just catch on with it and probably be able to mine and discover what um, this whole conversation has been about um today's episode is uh, the culmination and so he has some amazing stories in there but also a i guess what you'd call a call to the church uh, to the established church uh, to probably rethink the approach towards um, the lgbti community and how to engage them probably be more compassionate in their approach if you want to reach us uh, you can always reach us on our social media pages at evolve radio podcast or you could email us at pastor at hotmail.com and i uh, will be glad to interact with you uh, for now uh, back to the story with uh, pepe jina and jima and we'll talk to you at the end of the podcast I don't know what the requirements are on on medical practitioners. Are you? It is not. Is it legal for you to be denied medical services? No, it's not. Because they are supposed to save lives. Right. The medical ethics guide them, but people always front their institutional religion above service that they've committed themselves to do. But anyway, yeah. Just uh, I I wanted to show you how grave it can get. Yeah. But let's say simple headache. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's not it's not simple but yeah. sometimes it's classified that way. Yeah. I'll maybe let me talk about myself. Mm-hmm. I used to suffer from ulcers mm-hmm. as of course a result of not eating of the depression that I had so for a long time mm. I had stomach ulcers. And <clears throat> I would have to look for appropriate clothes to wear to go to the clinic. Clothes mm. that will not you know, incriminate me that people look at me and say, are you a boy or a girl? Because I want treatment. Even going to the pharmacy, 
because mm-hmm. that's the first thing they see and I'm sick yeah. I just want treatment because I I had like so like like whenever I got sick I would always use past prescriptions because oh, I don't want to go yeah. through that again right yeah but your name is going to be to betray you <laughs> so <laughs> what happens before I legally changed my name oh you so you've changed your name legally completely yes okay. I've changed my name legally okay uh, I've so Pepe comes from the word patience mm-hmm. it also means the chosen one mm-hmm. in my in, in in my language in your language yeah. so in a way i didn't want to lose i didn't want to use patience mm. so i had to go with something that still had it right and that was pepe mm. yeah so okay. my legal uh, my legal name is pepe julian onjima okay yes ah. uh, there's a deed I did Paul I saw an affidavit and everything for right, that. Right. Um, so by that time of course when they asked me my name I would, I would still say it's Pepe. Mm. Uh, because they were not asking for identification and whatever. Right. Uh, but of, of course when they you know age sex mm-hmm. there was you know there was the F. Mm-hmm. And then I mean you've registered me mm-hmm. for treatment then the next person has to pick that form. Right. Then they look at you and they look at the form and they're like Is, is this the same person? Is this the same person? Yeah. And then they have the audacity to start questioning you of like why do you look like that and things like that. Mm. So does does this incident so you know going through that mm-hmm. and you know being a lead in my community also taking people to hospital and just for laughing at you you becoming a topic calling their friends to see you you know things like you have been talked about before but now you've actually come in the flesh <laughs> yeah. so everyone looks at you some people who even sicker than you all turn you know yeah turn to you so you, bec- so you become a, a very yeah. humiliating space to go to wow. we've lost a lot of people to hiv and aids mm. a lot of people to simple diseases because we cannot access healthcare yeah and that has really informed our work with mm. the ministry of health yeah yeah you know we could sit here and talk for hours about <laughs> about what this journey has been but i i, I really want to ask you something because there's the debate on lgbti the lgbti mm. community there are people who are very very strong in their in their opinions as a result of the faith and saying uh we cannot accept the lgbti we cannot um and and i understand that i mean I, You, you know i think diversity is and and difference of opinion i think is is something that is allowed you know and when you have diversity then you're going to have that i personally think as a pastor this is just me personally i think we need to have a different conversation so here's an opportunity i think for me i guess in this question to ask you how do you reconcile your convictions as a jesus follower with your sexual orientation and identity it's a journey of its own <laughs> it's a journey of its own but yeah. um you know you're able to see me express myself this way and look this cute now <laughs> yeah it's taken time <laughs> it's taken time yeah. um i had to so when i was struggling a lot with you know faith my identity and sexuality you know during a period of time mm-hmm. I decided to go back to my roots okay. to where I come from mm-hmm. back in my village in Arua. Mm-hmm. I come from <clears throat> um a clan that 
had chiefs. We have very strong clansmen mm. and women. And I, <laughs> the ancestors will be fine. <laughs> I also inherited, yeah. um, I inherited um, like a shrine mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. of an ancestor who was a traditional healer. Yeah. So it's 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 one of the things that was my <clears throat> sort of calling. I actually struggled to get work, mm-hmm. and ap- apart from my identity, yeah, people judging me in spaces of work, but also there was just like this spiritual thing that mm. was happening with me, mm. and all that changed mm. when I actually went to the village and I asked. You know, I went deep, deep, deep in Ofaka mm. to one of the elders. Mm. And I was like, I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. Why would I be chosen to lead something in in our clan that I cannot carry? Mm. I don't feel like I'm leading. I don't feel like I'm serving. I don't f- I, I'm, 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 I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. Yeah. You know? So I need... I need some I need some answers I need some affirmation from from the ancestors yeah. you know yeah. so and we spirituality or the the faith leaders mm-hmm. or the faith um I don't call call them a god mm-hmm. but the faith leader or spiritual leader right was called um Orindi's Orindi's spirit. Right. And I actually remember in 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 the last podcast that you posted, mm. uh, Carol saying there was a Kikuyu word for God. Right. And that was taken away. Right. But now when you use that word, people right. say, "Oh, you're talking about the devil." Yes, it means that is the, the devil. the same thing ah. for us with Orindi Orindi's spirit. Mm-hmm. But now people take it as ghost or ah. death. Yeah. So hmm. yeah, I had to I had to go home consult you know these elders and and I when when I began to talk about my identity, hmm. uh, they told me, "What are you talking about? We know who you are. Ah, we are not struggling with it. Why are you struggling with it?" Hmm. And I remember crying and crying and just crying. Mm. And I'm like, why was I wasting my time in the city with all these people? <laughs> this is really what I need for me to be able to. Wow. Yeah. Because you know, also I was feeling like Christ is coming in a, in yeah. a broken space. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, let me first do my work or right. do this work with me. But also I was feeling like Christ was not doing the work right. in my pace because everyone around me was just being mean. Mm. And mm. I thought they would see that, you know, I'm this Christ follower who who is doing good, who is who means well. Yeah. But all they were seeing is like mm. this wrong person, they shouldn't even be alive and stuff like that. So my turning point actually for <clears throat> to confidently be a Christ follower yeah. was actually by first going home ah. to my ancestors, to my to my, yeah. to my village, to that, have the conversation right. about who I am. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, they told me uh, the traditional healer. Yeah. Did I ever see them married? You know, uh, it's because they had this service. Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of my great uncles was comparing it to 
like the Catholic faith mm. of uh, <coughs> of the brothers, mm. <laughs> the priests. Yeah, that that was copied actually from the African ah. Af- African mm. uh, context context yeah. mm. of saying you know you're going to be celibate to serve. Wow, and a lot of things like I I, I so for me it was from there ah. them affirming me mm. and saying it is okay right to be right. a Christian mm. and be a Madi mm. and be trans. Mm. Those are all elements of you as a person. Mm. You're diverse. Mm. So if you're going to try to choose one thing above the other, one to drop the other one, you're going to be incomplete. So embrace yourself as you are, mm. then you will be able yeah. to make the steps that you want to make. Wow. And for me, Really, that when I fully right. said this is who I am, yeah, with or without surgery, mm-hmm. I am going to live mm-hmm. and I'm going to serve. Yeah. So that was that. That was my that was, reconciliation. Right. That was the game changer. That was the game changer, and mm. also, you know, I carry myself confidently because I know that my family mm-hmm. has got my back. Yeah. And I know Jesus. Has got my back. Yeah. So these two for yeah. me are really huge. Yeah. And I go out there yeah. with an entire community behind me. Right. But I know that Jesus is leading me. Yeah. Holding my hand. Yeah. But I also know that if I fall, mm. there's Jesus, there's my family. Right. And I know that Jesus is also, you know, yeah. like, with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Do you identify yourself as a born-again Christian Jesus follower? Or what sort of Christian do you identify yourself as? I, in a way, I, I struggle with labeling mm-hmm. how I uh, profess or <laughs> yeah. live my faith. Yeah. Um, because of all these things I've been through, but things that I continue to, to hear. Yeah. So that's why when you mentioned Christ follower, yeah. I was like, yeah, that, that kind of fits. <laughs> yeah. I'm a spiritual person right. who believes in the acts of Christ. Yeah. So that is the description of what kind of uh, faith person faith I have. that you have. Yeah. Yeah.
the church is always is a powerful tool in reaching the community. <clears throat> there are many people who again would say we we don't agree. We completely disagree with you. Uh, in fact, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail for hosting. Yeah, for hosting this show. In fact, some people will ask me, Pastor, why are you gay? Also, yeah. you know. <laughs> why are you gay? So, actually, one of the interesting things is when I mean, I was telling you this. Depending on the conversation that I have, there's always person who personalizes that conversation to me. So. For example, when we talk about deconstruction, somebody will say, Pastor, are you deconstructing? Yeah. Uh, talk about polygamy. Pastor, are you thinking of polygamy? Yes. Uh, we'll talk about uh, people living in the church. Pastor, are you living in the church? Uh, we'll talk about um, the gay community. Pastor, why are you gay? Are you? you know, <laughs> uh, people, relax. We're just having a very difficult conversation that I think need to be had. And I think the church needs to hear you. Because I'm a pastor, what would you say? What, what do you really, what does the... I guess the LGBTI community in the middle of this hot, hateful, threatening, and complex debate. Eh? What what would you say? What would you want the church in general, and especially the church that part of the church that would say, uh, "You guys need to sort your issues together. Mm-hmm. You guys need to get your shit together. Then uh, come to Christ. Uh, otherwise, you you're broken and abnormal, and you should be over there in that corner. What would you What would you say to them? What would you want them to hear? I would want them to really listen, not just hear. I think many people or religious or faith people have personalized Christ. Mm. They think it's for certain people, Mm. certain types of people, and they've really bashed and abused Christ, I believe, in that they've misused Christ's name to oppress, to say things that and sometimes I ask myself, are we reading the same Christ or me, I'm reading another one? Yeah. Because yeah? me, the one I know was yeah. healing, you know, was uh, promoting equality where women, you know, were, were put in a certain place. He was like, come, we go, you know. He yeah. was spending time with, uh, with, with men and it wasn't like, oh, this one is gay, this one is what. Yeah. No, he was welcoming. He hmm. was breaking bread with the poorest of the poor. So when I see people in air-conditioned cars mm. of taxpayers' money mm-hmm. say they know Jesus or God more than I do, mm-hmm. I struggle with that mm. because everything they are doing is unchristlike. Mm. All of it, all they have is a Muzungu name to mm. say it's a Christian name. So I think there has to be an analysis of power. Mm-hmm. We have to analyze what power is because we don't talk much about power and we only talk about power in the oppressive way. Every time you have a space, you automatically assume domination of people. Mm -hmm. So the church, be it the the choir leader, be Mm -hmm. it the Sunday school teacher, be it the pastors, be it the bishop. Yeah. Like, you guys need to shut up. Mm -hmm. And listen. Hmm. And I'm saying that because the church is not hearing anything. It's not listening. And I think when I approached you, hmm. I had tried... Again, this is because I'm really looking for that thing to affirm my faith. Right. I was looking for a spiritual mentor. Right. And I really felt at home hmm. when I went to Mavuno hmm. first time. And... Uh, 
there was that incident that I told you about that really made me feel very small in church. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> at that time, you know, the people I was approaching were not really like giving me the time to do that. Mm. But I was determined to stay in Mavuno. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a new pastor who's coming. He has to know me. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's almost it is it's almost the way I also approach Christ. I'm like Christ. I'm going through all these things, mm. but I'm coming to you. Yeah. I'm coming to you. I since you're not coming to me through these people, yeah. me, I'm coming to you. Right. And we are going to have a conversation. We are going to be buddies. And Jesus listened. Yeah. And that's why I was able to come down and mm. emotionally grow, spiritually grow, and all that. And when I approached you, I was like, <laughs> uh, this pastor. He's going to pastor me. <laughs> yeah. He's going to pastor me. Yeah. He might not know anything about me. Uh, I'm going to teach him right. who I am right. until he understands me. Yeah. Honestly, that time, I was like, you must listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And thank God yeah. you did. And yeah. today we are here, you know, having deeper conversations. Yes. So it's really mainly about listening. Had you not listened? Yeah. Had you not taken a second to say, okay. Mm. Let me let me meet you. Yeah. If you had not done that, yeah. we wouldn't be here today. Right. And also people from my community mm. would not mm. uh have the journey that they're having right now. Yeah. Interrogating faith spaces, yeah. interrogating faith. Um because as a leader in the community, yeah. when people see me at church, yeah. they're like, Oh wow, a trans man tweeting about church, yeah, being in church, mm. talking to a pastor, they're like I want that. And this is the most calm guy in our community. Yeah. It's because he has that thing. Mm. We want that as well. Yeah. So listening is very important. Mm. And also the values that the values that Jesus portrayed. Really the 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 faith community needs to go back. You know how us in organizations have strategic plans. Yes. You know, you evaluate those strategic plans as you're going forward. Mm. And what I feel the church has not reevaluated. Um any of the Christ-like teachings. There's yeah. been none of that. And where there has been, people have, the church has used this power wrongly to continue. You know, with the information, the access to information they have, yeah. they've continued to be in that that cocoon of this power cannot be taken away from me. I really believe it's mostly about power. Yeah, It's not that people actually believe in some of these things that they do, but yeah. the fact that they are placed in that position, they must pay attention Mm. to the issues and I, 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 I feel like if when we talk about Christ coming and whatever mm. though I believe Christ lives <laughs> mm. every day mm. um, if that happened now there will be like a 0.1% of people who will go with Christ wow. but being Christ yes. it won't be 0% yes. 0.1% it will mm. be because he would want to fix you know yeah. he would want to fix all this mess up and that might not be maybe as powerful as I intended to be. Sure. But I believe once you know me, yeah. you're able to unpack, yeah. to unthink and overthink and rethink the way you see me mm-hmm. and the way you relate with me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when, you, when I was actually reaching out to you, so my, my bio on Twitter mm-hmm. has trans, you know, black and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But when I was reaching out to you, 
I didn't want to to put you off because when someone sends you a direct message, yeah. you click on them and you're like, hey, who's this person, right? right? <laughs> you right. want to know them before you say something to them. <laughs> yes. So I was editing my bio and I'm like, hey man, if this guy <laughs> knows I'm trans, he might not understand it. Yeah. Or he might, and then he'll be like, oh, oh this, yeah. this is not that kind of church. Yeah. So I'd taken it off, but I'd not, uh, I think I saved it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, my point is about not misrepresenting myself. That's right. So I put it back. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever, whatever he thinks, whatever he decides yeah. to do with my bio, that, that is on him. Yeah. <laughs> but me, this is me. Right. Let's, we'll see how we meet each other. Wow. You know, halfway. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fantastic. I, I, I think that it, that was, it was life changing for me, at least in the sense that it allowed me to see, to engage the community in ways that I hadn't done before. And as a pastor in the city, uh, I knew my, my calling and my responsibilities to everyone in the city, even the very difficult ones. And I guess the, and there, are, there are a lot of pastors who listen to this podcast. And, and I guess that's a message to them. Is, um, even those difficult conversations need to be had. And I think the beginning point is listening, yeah. as you've said. Well... Uh, wow. Well, thank you for coming to the show. Look, it's been two hours already. Uh, yes, it's almost, uh, I think, two and a half hours even <laughs> of us having this conversation. Thank you, Pepe. I really, really appreciate you. Um, thank you for coming to the show. I think this is the beginning point for those of you who are listening on, on our journey of uh, having conversations on the LGBTI question. I know many of you will have questions, you will have comments, you will have feedback. Uh, let us know what, you, what your thoughts are, what your feelings are. Um, how do we engage uh, in this conversation? Um, what thoughts do you have? For those of you who would be interested, for people who would be interested in the work of Smug Uganda, how, how can they access, access that? Uh, we will all social media platforms okay. are sexual minorities Uganda. Okay. Smug. Okay. S M U G. S M U G. Okay. Uh, on, on Twitter we are S M U G two zero zero four. Okay. Uh, on Facebook we are sexual minorities Uganda mm-hmm. dash Smug. We are uh, www dot sexual minorities Uganda dot com. Okay. On the web. They, on the, on the, the web. web. Yeah. There's uh, plenty, plenty of information. Okay. Uh, for people who want to have the conversation directly with me, yeah, I'm at uh, on Twitter. It's at O P I M V A. Okay. O P I M V A. Okay. Um, and you know Instagram and all. I go by the same. Okay. The same handle. Okay. Yes. Are you are you are you available to speak to um, maybe leaders and people of faith who want to understand privately, maybe even yes. eh, like to understand what is this what is this thing about? I am. You are, I, yeah? I, I, I really am. And, and, and the way I told you that I decided to transition in the face of Ugandans yeah. is to start those conversations. Right. To be that person who makes people talk, have that conversation. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And persons of faith need to know that it's, it's not something that you wake up and just be. Honestly, Pastor, the things I've been through, I've been arrested six times and... <clears throat> I lost hearing in, in, in my left ear. It comes and goes. I had surgery in my ear because of being beaten at the police station. Wow. I've been stripped. I've been so many things. Honestly, I can't be that stubborn. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be that stubborn yeah. to say, 
you know, whatever you do to me, I'm going to be trans anyway yeah. because I want to prove you wrong. No, it is who I am and I've suffered for it. Wow. I've suffered for it. So also when people worried that I was transitioning here, they're just like, you, they're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And actually, this country does not have a law on trans people. Yeah, It has a law on canon knowledge mm-hmm. against the order of nature. Right. That's section 145 that is uh, used right. to punish mm. LGBTI people. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to I honor so, you. So much. Yes, I honor you for your courage and your willingness to speak and to have this difficult conversation. Well, that's it um, for today's episode of um, the Evolve podcast. Special thanks to uh, Smug Uganda and to you. Uh, please pass our regards to the entire team here and what they're doing. Uh, and uh, to you listeners, if you have uh, conversations want to reach us uh, again it's on social media evolve radio podcast uh, this conversation continues if you want to uh, reach us on email or reach me at email uh, my email is pastorwa at hotmail.com that is at p-a-s-t-o-r-w-a pastorwa at hotmail.com and um, until next time uh, it's uh, goodbye from us goodbye Tell people that you care if you leave them empty-handed with no cash for a taxi. Don't tell people that you care if your pocket be full but you leave them feeling hungry. Don't say a word if you don't mean that. So rather you walk than you go see that. Cause every time you use those words, this is what I hope you mean. I care. And if you have a crisis in your family, call me up. I care. Please don't hesitate to call if you need to talk to a friend. Cause I care. Care about your people, I care about how you're doing, I care, I care, I care, yeah, yeah. I care, and if you have a crisis in your family, call me up, I care, please don't hesitate to call if you need to talk to a friend, cause I care, care about your people, I care about how you're doing, I Because if you walk right by, that was not what the preacher said. Read your Bible, the book of James, faith without works is simply. I care, and if you have a crisis in your family, call me up. I care, please don't hesitate to call if you need to talk to a friend, because I care. Care about your people, I care about how you're doing, I care, I care, I care, yeah, yeah. I care, and if you have a crisis in your family, call me up, I care, please don't hesitate to call if you need to talk to a friend, cause I care, care about your people, I care about how you're When your world get colder, you don't have to die alone like a soldier, cause I can be there to hold you, so, so, uh, tap on me shoulder, when your world get colder, you don't have to die alone like a soldier, cause I can be there to hold you, I care, and if you have a crisis, and if you have a crisis, you have a crisis,